Look who it is, it's the League Indeed boys back again for another episode. My name's Ben and with me, as always, is Sam. Hello, Sam! Hello, Ben. Good morning and good afternoon to all our listeners by the time you listen to this. And isn't it a wet and wild day <laughs> out there as usual? It I think it's, is. it's the universe's way of telling us to come in here, be nice and safe and warm at Fatback where it's nice and sound insulated so you can't even hear the rain through the podcast and it's telling us to get in here and do episode number 29 for all our listeners and thank you everybody for this year we're at the end of the year well we're at the end of the regular season going into the finals so I think we've done pretty well and thank you everyone for sticking with us yeah, and having it's not, a listen it's, it's not time to be down and morose it's no, the finals it's the finals we should so be have is, a renewed sense of, of purpose well I do and this is where you start picking your side that you least want to lose, I yeah. suppose, you know, like where you get behind bloody Melbourne for whoever. Because oh, cause it, because our boys it, are out. Yeah, because, mm. it, yeah, and a lot of, I suppose, probably half of our listeners out there, their team's going to be out. So now you have to pick your default side because you don't like the Roosters or because you don't like the Knights and you want them to beat them, don't you? Yeah, well, I suppose we'll get into that later on. I yeah. need, need some time to think about who I, who I hate the least, Yeah, exactly. I yeah, 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 least worst. Uh, but anyway, off the top, what have you been doing? Well, you know what I've been doing? I've been putting Ikea furniture together because I had to set up my boy's bedroom. He's six years old. He's grown out of his bed. And you know what I like doing? Is I like putting on music while I'm working. Does anyone else like doing that? When you, well, you know, when you're on the tools. And I can understand why tradies have the radio blaring while they're doing stuff because it's uh it's a wonderful way to work and i've got little playlists on spotify and they always seem to pop up with uh guys like johnny gill and uh who's Bob, johnny gill you know johnny gill oh the you uh, got yeah. me singing <laughs> my 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 my, my. you sure young? look good tonight oh what a banger! Was he a new Jack Swing guy? <laughs> yeah, well, kind uh, of. But then he drifted into uh, schmaltz r- romance. Uh, no, no, no. The nineties was all about romance. I thought and Johnny then, Gill was the country guitar player. Who's that? Oh, that's Vince Gill. Vince Gill, uh, no, Johnny Gill, and he had that. I'm gonna hit the floor. Ah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, that of was course. when he was new Jack Swingy. But then he drifted into that kind of. Uh, he must have been a pretty good looking sort of type. And well, so while we're talking about that... Well, well, well what do you like a, to listen to yeah. when you're on the tools? No, well, uh, we had a little... Uh, well, I suppose I should get it out of the way first and foremost. I've got a confession to make live oh, on live oh, on air. Oh, I love Fallout Boy. And I don't care who knows it anymore. I've loved them for years and years and years. Oh, my God. You know what? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. What? Oh, I love them. No oh, way. Yeah, I love them. I love them. Well, there you right. go. That's hey. blown my mind. I Gee. thought you would poo-poo me to the moon and back. Oh, no way. Hey, a good song is a good song in my book. Bloody hell, they write some very good songs. How good sugar we're going down. Oh. Holy shit. Bang oh, it. And they've got that huge, big, long, uh, you know, 2000-ish, you know, when they like to have a whole sentence for the name of a song and stuff. But yeah. that aside... Like, well, that, uh, that was Pete Wentz is doing. He's the, uh, he's the lyric writer. Well, isn't it good that he's known for something other than being married to Ashley Simpson or whatever he Was did? he? Oh, yeah, like he'd poor taste in women, I, I think. But I think she got his claw, her claws into him, just thought... He seems like a very nice fella and very... He does seem like a nice kid. Well, they and all he- seem like good fellas because I saw uh, the drummer, Andy Hurley, I saw a uh, MTV Cribs of all things and his house wasn't, well, I wouldn't call it modest, it was very nice and it backed onto a lake 
And uh, he was a tremendous fella. Wasn't ostentatious? No, it mm. wasn't one of these NBA baller type things where they <laughs> open up the fridge and it's full of bloody Gatorade and, you know, when they line them all up and everything and they've got their mm. own chef and all that sort of bullshit. Like, no, he just had a... It was a nice house. Well, they get rubbished a lot because people say, oh, well, Pete Pete Wentz can't even play the bloody bass. But he can. He plays he can. plays fine. He plays as good as he needs to exactly. in that band. And, uh, and the, the other kid, the, the guitar player, I can't remember yeah, his name. Yeah, the I think one it's with the Joe. afro or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He spins his guitar around and stuff. Wonderful player. I, I saw a premier, premier guitar rig rundown with him and he was very self-deprecating. He, he said, oh. oh, well, this is this is one guitar that I've got and I, I can't play it very good, but... I just play this thing on it and we sell a couple of billion records and <laughs> I go home to my house near the lake and I thought, good on these bastards. Yeah, yeah. and I saw a thing about Patrick Stamp about his songwriting Is process. it Stamp or Stump? Stump. Stump. I don't know. Well, yeah, probably Stump because he used to be a bit larger, wasn't he? The and brother had a bit of a weight problem. <laughs> He did, and he used to wear those little caps. Well, and that, and that, and there you go. We'll see. They must write a good song because he's not like your dreamboat type frontman, is he? He's no. just kind of like your, your, uh, your, your dumpy. He can sing, stumpy. Ooh, boy, can guy. he sing! But you know what? The girls are go. They they go. Oh, how cute, bloody Patrick! Even when he weighs one hundred and sixty-eight <laughs> kilos, I go, "Geez, look at Patrick! He smiled and he's so cute." Oh, yeah. Plus, he writes a good song too. Well, that's all you have to do, isn't it? Well, that's it, and play your instruments as good as you can, and bloody go and sell billions of albums and buy a house by the lake. Good on him! And oh, you know what? Next time I'm putting together furniture, which hopefully is a long way off, because geez, it's a prick of a job. But I'm going to put on some Fallout Boy. Good. And uh, no, but what I was leading into before I got on to Fallout Boy was we had oh. a little group chat discussion over the, during the week about. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, well, I want our listeners to rank these five songs. Okay? Oh, yeah, right in on Facebook and put them in order. Yes. Uh, so you got Pony by Genuine. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is how we do it, Montel Jordan. Yes. Uh, Return of the Mac, Mark Morrison, who's British, by the way. Yes. I knew that. Oh, didn't you know that? <laughs> I had no idea. Oh. It blew my mind. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. Uh, where was I up to? California Love by, who was that by? Dr. Two, Dre and Tupac. Tupac and Tupac Shakur. And Dre, right? Yeah, yeah, and Dre, yeah. And what was the other one? Um, this Is How We Do It by Montel no, Jordan. No, I said that one. Didn't you say that? Yeah. Oh, uh, No Diggity. Oh, No Diggity by Blackstreet and Teddy Riley. Rank those five songs and let us know because there's been a bit of uh, disagreement (laughs) in the group chat about which one's the best. I think me and you both agreed that... um, Return of the Max. Return of the Max. Clear winner. And I had No Diggity last, but you had it second. I had it second. I love that song. Oh, no, 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 no. Pony is it. Definite second. Mm. It's sexy. Pony hasn't aged very well. <laughs> oh, you don't think? No. Oh, well, see, I could go and... No, oh, well, it has. But I it, could go rattle off a whole bunch of other bangers, I reckon, from around that kind of era that would be almost worthy, but maybe not quite but as they're popular. they're the big five, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. they're the big five, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. you know what? You, you, can't play, you can't put Pony on in the car with your, um, with your pre-teen kids because well, they go, Daddy, what does that mean? And you go, well... <laughs> <laughs> I, it just is a bit of is <laughs> a bit of an aside. Here's a funny story for you. I actually had a I uh, play in a band, and my band that we played last night, we played four of those songs. If you can believe that or not, well, and because uh, they're bangers, yeah. And uh, our bass player hops up and sings "Pony." And uh, he goes to church on a Sunday and everything. He's a very upright guy. And uh, one night he was singing it. <laughs> and the preacher from his church walked in. Dead said, I'm not even kidding. Walked in in the middle of it when he's singing, um, 
uh, what's it, that thing running? Uh, what's that line about something running down your side? <laughs> <laughs> and the poor guy, and uh, shout out to Big Mike, like uh, Ma- Magic Mike, we call him. And uh, my God, there couldn't have been a big enough hole to swallow him. <laughs> What's his preacher doing in a bloody club <laughs> well, at, at 2 a.m. in the I think he, he actually invited him along and said, you know, come and come and uh, check it out. But ah, oh, geez, I I don't know. I suppose I don't have kids old enough to know. What's the line? Grease running down your thigh? I, was like, I don't know what the line is. Well, I just pulled up the lyrics here on Google and it's got one pony by Da Baby. Who's Da Baby? Oh, I don't know. And the first line is, it feel good thumbing through the back end, <laughs> don't it? <laughs> <laughs> is Da Baby one of these current crop of mumble rappers? And, oh, oh, I don't know. Who I bloody just knows? For me, it all ended in 2000. Who well, does, in your band, who does the... Wow. Oh, it's all we've got. Back, we've got backing tracks. Oh no, you can't do that. Well, Somebody no, needs no. to be doing that with their bow, mouth. Bow, bow, <laughs> bow, 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 bow. You know, I bought that album, Genuine's album, with that song on it. It's a great album, but apparently, lost his whole family, died or something or other. He's got a very tragic story. Here it Genuine. is. Sitting here flossing. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Peeping your stilo. I don't know what that means. Well, a stilo is like a, a, an abrasive pad for cleaning <laughs> your pots and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. What's that got to do well, with it? Well, flossing nowadays is that dance, but I'm sure this is written before the floss. I thought flossing was wearing a G banger. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, so he's sitting there with his G banger on. <laughs> Peeping her uh, pot scrubbing pad. Yeah. Just once if I have the chance, the things I would do to you, yeah. you and your body, every single portion. Wonderful. <laughs> Send chills up and down your spine, juice flowing down your thigh. <laughs> ah, juice. Sorry, juice, not grease. <coughs> I thought it was grease. I don't Feel listen to the lyrics. There. Let's do it. Oh, it is a banger. You're right. It's not number two, though. Oh, come on. It's better than No Diggity. Like I pointed out that No Diggity is not even Teddy Riley's best song because Teddy Riley, of course, was behind Rex and Effects. Uh, oh, Rump Shaker. Rump Shaker. Yeah, well, that's a banger too. Jesus Christ, we, we should start up a... Oh, a, I'm going to do it. A, a 90s, 90s Yeah, I'm all podcast. over it, except you have to leave R. Kelly off it, obviously. Oh, but, uh, of course but, you geez, he had some bangers back then, but uh, very questionable off the field. Well, just while, while I've got... I've got to read verse three. It's too good. <laughs> if we're going to get nasty, baby, first we'll show and tell. Oh, yeah. Till I reach your ponytail... Lurk all over and through you, baby, until we reach the stream. <laughs> You'll be on my jockey team. Jeez, that's good, isn't it? Well, it was poet, poetry because yeah, yeah. he's talking about horses and sex. Should we talk about rugby league? Sure. I saw uh, Kyle Flanagan put up a tweet during the week, uh, just a little picture of him there with his back turned for some reason, just I suppose so we can see he's wearing the seven jersey rather than the number 27, (laughs) 29 or whatever. Uh, To to everyone who's behind me in 2021, says Kyle, 22 will be for you. (sighs) Clenched fist emoji. Really? thought that was very weird for a bloke who's been in and out of first grade all year and um, is widely regarded as hopeless. Yeah. To put up a self-congratulatory kind of tweet like that and promising fans, poor old Bulldogs fans who've been through the ringer. Has he had hashtag F 
these are my words, not his. Is he hashtagged F the haters or anything? No, they he love- hasn't. No hashtags, no nothing. But oh. he's got 1,033 a, a likes, 19 retweets. What are the comments? Well, there's one from Screaming Eagle. Screaming Eagle. Well, you, if someone's called Screaming Eagle, you've got to take them serious. What's Screaming? Said? Oh, hang on. I didn't expand it. It's the Screaming Eagles podcast. He's a fellow podcaster. <gasps> Oh, we'll have to check him out because we're all about the podcast community, aren't we? We're gonna yeah. Oh, it seems it must be eagle centric, but oh. Oh, yeah, oh, good on you, screaming okay. eagle. Okay, so what's he said? Well, he says not your fault, Kyle. Oh no, mm. really? He's Trent- blaming someone else. <laughs> yeah, well, he says Trent Barrett spends too much time on his hair and not enough on coaching. Oh, come on, screaming! How do you know how much time he puts into his hair? It doesn't look like that much. He, he wears spend- a hat sometimes. He does, and I'm pretty sure it's a wig. So he doesn't spend any time on it. You can play for your dad and the Tigers next season, says Screaming Eagle. So he's obviously got an inside oh, scoop on where... these guys. Well, maybe we won't listen to his podcast if he's having a go. Well, the only thing that Trent spends time on is if he was at the beach putting bloody suntan lotion on that huge back of his. <laughs> that's the only thing that would take time. And that's not because he <laughs> take putting any care into it. It's just a necessity. Unless yeah. he wears a rashy, but I can't see T-Baz wearing a rashy. He has got a huge back, hasn't he? <laughs> I didn't even notice God, that. God, it's wide and it's thick and it's depth. Oh, it's got everything, that back. It's a wonderful back. This guy, Ali Hijazi, a.k.a. The Saints, says, um, Kyle, you do cop a fair bit. <laughs> He's right there. Yeah. Uh, but he says, develop your kicking and running game. Oh. Uh, let the ball do the talking out there, says says the wow, sage. That's Isn't that sage advice? Wonderful advice. Work, okay. Halfbacks need to work on their kicking <laughs> running. Did he add passing and decision making as well? Maybe he needs to work on that as well. well he wants the ball to do the talking. Well, uh, it's, not be- it's not like he's behind Adam Reynolds or bloody Jerome Hughes or anything either. He's behind Lockie Lewis. And what's yeah. the latest on Lockie? Is uh, he gone? or? I don't know. Rubbed. Yeah. Probably. Uh, I, I can't see a way back for Lockie, to what be honest. What a sad end to a glittering career it was. Mm. He's just nuts. And I suppose the only thing you can do when you're nuts is you'll end up somewhere out in the bush and uh, playing for, I don't know. What, what Carcore? I, no. Yeah, but they earn they earn reasonable money out there. You can get a job at the local, I don't know, the local dairy or the abattoir or somewhere like that. You get 500 a game yeah. and you can live pretty Yeah, and be the... Uh, the the local hero when when yourself a comp for your for your local country town. I, is I it think going to a, court or anything? His case or is it just NRLs? Just they're think, not going to are they deregistering him or not? Are no, they, he didn't actually end up selling the speaker though. I think oh. they caught it right at the right at the point of not, and they got it back. So I think there's no can, no case to answer. It's they just it's got to be find him. It's got to be the weirdest NRL story I've ever heard. It's wonderful. And I've, I just see today that they're upping the maximum fine from 50 grand to 130. So uh, Lachlan probably got in while the going was good. And because, you know, I think if he continued on the current trajectory, he would have ended up with a $130,000 fine for, I don't know, first degree murder or something like oh, that. Because he was on a slippery slope, wasn't <laughs> I don't he? I know. Well, it doesn't take long to go from selling speakers on eBay to, uh, to I don't know, to bloody armed robbery and that you know 
Well, we've got plenty, plenty of t- plenty to talk about. It's a, if we sound a little bit morose that we're at the end of the year, we're not really because it's really the start of another. As we keep hearing on Fox and Nine and everywhere else, it's the start of another comp, isn't it? That's the line they trot oh, out this time of year. Yeah. Well, this is where the real bloody comp starts. To keep and, all us poor buggers interested who don't have a horse in the race. Yeah, we've got to figure out who we hate the least, and uh, and and we'll we'll be previewing all of the finals games to come, and that horrible last round will just. Whip over that quickly, so stay tuned. I thought we could run through the current NRL coaches and just give a little bit of a, a report card of sorts and, and maybe oh. discuss whether their heads are on the chopping blocks. It's like the pressure the pressure test that they always seem to publish at about this time of the year where they say who's under pressure. But there, there hasn't been any coaches that say they have the full support of the board yet, have there? So no, well that means no one's really getting sacked then, because once they say that, they're gone, aren't they? It's a kiss. How of many death. times have you seen that? Well, let's run through in uh, no particular order, or I suppose alphabetical according to club. Uh, Kevy Walters has had a, a, a rocky kind of year, hasn't he? But I, I think he's safe. Well, you know why? Because the Broncos are on the up and up. I reckon I watched them on the weekend and. Um, they looking good. I like the, It was they just had young players like they had no experience in that. They just had this whole team of blokes and they didn't really have anyone to lead them around, but there's good signs I reckon. And is Kevy the man to take him forward? Well, of though? course he is. Mm, I he's love Kevy. Bringing his bloody little boy over next year. What's his name? Billy. And so, oh, oh is he going to the? Yeah, yeah, Broncos. He's, he's going to the Broncos. So, uh, he, uh, geez, there's a lot of father and son. And I hope this is what's going to happen with me. I'm going to be an NRL coach one day, coaching both of my boys, I imagine. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Do you reckon he's going to go any good underneath his father, Billy? Because oh. I don't know. I imagine they have some screaming arguments and stuff like that. But, anyway. I don't I, know if Billy's much of a player. <laughs> yeah. He seems to be all right. He's a good – I think he's a good um, backup kind yeah, of hooker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, of course, they got – what's his name going up there next year as well? Um <coughs> Uh, Reynolds. So, yeah, good signs for the Broncos. I think Kevy's safe. Ke- you know what? Kevy Walters was highly underrated as a player. Yes, he was. And I think he's going to – because this is his first full year of coaching, isn't it? Yeah, a, well, a first just, grade team. So, give him a bit of time. Jesus Well, Christ. his win percentage this year is 20%, so not great. But, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think they're on the up and up. Yeah, and nice. I can get back to hating him and the world will be – Oh, well, yeah. See, that's what's weird about him is oh, I really like him. <clears> I love all those young fellas. I love Tessie New. I love all of them. And Milford's gone, so what's there not to love? Um, Ricky Stewart, Ooh. safe. I don't know. I don't know because this is a tough one because they extended him till bloody 2038, as they do at the Raiders. But then the Raiders have shown a bit of a ruthless streak in getting rid of one of their own in Ferna. So I don't know. I don't reckon he is safe. I reckon he's lost the team for sure. There's something weird going on there, that's for sure. But And uh, his press conferences this year have not... Have not uh, you know, if the coach comes out and says all the right things and everything, but he keeps going on about luck and courage and all that sort of stuff, no one wants to hear about luck. They want to hear about what your game plan is and about how you're going to fix this and how you're going to bloody get them back to 2019 type of form. 
Well, I'll be forever, th- I've said it before, I'll be forever thankful that he brought him back from the dark, dark, dark days of... Well, that he did. Well, actually, Ferner wasn't as bad as everybody says, but yeah. but Ricky certainly put him into title contention for a couple of years at least. Whether he can bring him back again is another thing, but you know the weirdest thing about Ricky? What's that? He's been there since... Yeah, the, his first year was 2014. I know, I... I you know, Facebook pops up with your memory. Well, you're not on Facebook much, but it pops up on your memories and stuff. And yeah, I saw that the other day, like me saying, "Oh God, we got Ricky Stewart or something." I think I was actually poo-pooing it because he came from uh, Parramatta, a very ugly kind of exit from there. But uh, but you know, as in all of these cases, is who are you going to get? It's not like okay, well, we'll piss Ricky Stewart off and we'll grab Craig Bellamy. Like you know, who who do you get? Mm, good so. Point. I don't know, unless there's like massive, massive problems where, uh, you know, they all hate him, which I think they might. And I think Josh Hodgson might be the guy that's leading all of this. I don't think he's got a real good relationship with Ricky. And so, you know, it might just be a matter of moving him on, cut the bloody cancer out. Trim uh, the fat. Yeah, and then go back to doing what you do best and playing footy with the boys and liking each other. And I just don't think they like each other up there at the moment, whether that's Ricky's fault or not. But uh, he's safe. T-Baz? Trent Barrett, T-Baz Barrett? Well, again, is this his first year coaching? Mm -hmm. Like the Bulldogs, that is, because, of course, he went to Manly and didn't really set the joint on fire over there. But, uh, geez, he hasn't got much to work with, has he? And they've got troops arriving next year. He's he's definitely safe. There's no way they'll get rid of him. No way they'll spear him unless something weird happens. No, because, again, who do you replace him with? Mm. Shane Flanagan? Josh no. Josh Hanna is obviously a moot point because yeah, he won't yeah. be there. They're bringing in the Roosters culture at the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. So I don't know where he's... I think Josh has taken up a position as an assistant somewhere else. Yeah, well, he hasn't gone to Union or anything like bloody Seabold. Has he's he? done a reasonable job this year, though. I think he has too. And, mm. and he, he seems to make a few tough decisions, like he bloody got rid of a few idiots out of there and brought in some younger blokes like Kennedy and... Yeah, I, I don't think he's done a bad job at all. I hope he does end up somewhere. Justin Holbrook is obviously 100% safe. Terrific well, job. Well, I yeah. don't know. Actually, I was a bit down on him halfway through the year because I thought he wasn't using... Well, he wasn't getting the most out of blokes like Fafita and Tino, but they seem to be their own characters and they just play whenever they want and they're coming good at the right end of the year. They're in the finals. Well, I think he's done a good job with the non-superstars, hasn't he? He's done, of course, they've got some bloody good talent coming through with Jaden Campbell and some of those fellas, and uh, he's 100% safe Doing because I, I think the community loves him up there. Well, I, I love him too after that doco. He seems like a tremendous bloke. Well, that's a doco we've all bloody forgotten about now that Wild Wild West has come along, but uh, yeah, I think he's 100% safe. He's not going Desi, Des <laughs> Hasler. Wow, what a story this is. This Bloody is weird. Hell. He was gone at the start of the season. Wasn't there was, he? Everyone wanted, wanted him gone from the joint. He's just like one of those guys. He just, he, he'll never go away. He'll never stop trying, Desi. And you look where trying gets him. It gets him a player like Dubovic that wins all the games for well, him. That's what they, they, they say, oh, Desi knows how to bloody coach a superstar. But does he? Or does he just does he just walk in and go? Is is Tommy yeah. playing this week? And the, and the, the manager goes, yeah, he's in. Des and Des goes beauty and just dusts his hands and goes home. Well, see, uh, you got to think what he does. And I, like with all these coaches, is I reckon, yeah. Well, superstar management is one thing, but then you know, getting the best out of these nuffies that come along, like uh, 
you know, like, oh, well, I wouldn't call him enoughy, but like, look at bloody Ruben Garrick and Jason Saab and some of those players and stuff. Like, yeah, pretty talented players, but of course, you got if you're a coach, you got to know how to handle them, and you got know got to know how to keep a bloke like Saab from getting too big for his boots. And I think that's what. But he's he done. hasn't done that at all. <laughs> I oh. think Saab's way too big for his boots. Oh, but you when reckon? you're on the end of a Tommy Trebojevic backline, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and I suppose, but geez, he's got the bloody, how good's Kieran Foran been this year? He seems to have taken a bust that old has been and turned him into a bloody, probably the best 5'8 in the comp almost. Well, for the purposes of this segment, I'd say, yeah, he's 100% safe, but he's a he's a whole show in himself. We should do a whole Des show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, we still haven't worked out what kind of music he likes to play on his uh, guitar. Um, Craig Bell, I don't want to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, about him. Um, I can't stand him. Nathan Brown. Mm, this mm. is an interesting one because the Warriors kind of fell in a heap. And don't people love making excuses for the Warriors saying, oh, they haven't been home for two years? And of course that's an excuse, but they're professional footballers and they did not aim up last weekend. I don't think Brownie's... Uh, he, he makes some good tactical decisions sometimes, but it, you, you look at his history and the circumstances surrounding his exits from mm. certain clubs and the things that have gone on when he's been at clubs. Do you reckon they sweep a bit of stuff yeah. under the carpet with Brownie? Do you reckon he's a bit of a loose cannon? He seems... Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's sketchy he certainly or a loose was. cannon. He certainly was a loose cannon at one point, but he seems to have amended his kind of public image to this uh, stand-up guy, but I don't reckon he is. I, I reckon, reckon he tries to be one of the boys too much uh. and, and tries to, you know... Yeah, just uh, I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't seem authoritarian enough. Or, or well, is that what they need at the Warriors? Do you think they need like? Well, they've tried that, haven't they? They've tried like a Kearney type approach where I don't think he was one of the boys, and they moved him on pretty quickly, really. Mm. So I don't know. I look at every week that I watch the Warriors, I look at them and I think, how is this team not winning? I, honestly, I think, how is this team not winning? So. You know, they've got the cattle, as they, they say. Massively underachieved this year. Yeah. 40% win rate for mm, Nate. Not Nate. good enough. Not And then whether it, they're not going to move him on, though. What's he only one year into his contract as well? Mm, like you say, who do you get? Well, what do you do, though? Is like you, you leave him in as head coach and then you do something with the support staff that they've got? Because I reckon I've said it before that these support staff probably do more than the coaches. Adam O'Brien. Hmm. Interesting one because I reckon the Knights only just scraped in by the skin of their teeth. And well, they don't deserve to be there. At exactly all. because I was watching them on the weekend, and the only thing I could think of is this is not a good football side. Mm. If they, you take Caelan Ponga out of that side, they are last place. He's safe though, right? Well, yeah, he's safe. Yeah, <laughs> we're just deciding. <laughs> yeah. Todd, Todd Payton. Oh, jeez. I can see this one going down. But isn't it weird? Every year you think, oh, well, Todd Payton's going to be. And they actually, bookmakers have a market on this, you know, first coach to go. And it's always someone you least expect. It's always like bloody, you know, like Stephen Kearney or, or whatever. But yeah, I, I, oh, I, I can't see him hanging around up there. Like, I don't know. He just. Doesn't seem likable. We've talked about him all year. Yeah, well, I have. Yeah. Brad Arthur, safe. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even though they well, scraped they, in as well. No, well, they, they were... They were. I looked at a table the other day about wooden spoons, and Parra got a couple in quick succession under Brad Arthur, and everyone, he was on really thin ice for a while, but he's clawed his way back from the abyss. And you've got to admire it. What did he change? Did he change anything? Because he seems like one of these kind of iron fist types. 
I don't know. Doesn't he's seem a like bit one of, an of the enigma. boys. Yeah, we might have to delve more into him, but I think his biggest mistake this year was buddy playing his son, who's not very good. Ivan, Ivan, safe. Don't want to talk safe. about him because I hate him. Wayne Bennett. Ugh. Well, where's he going next year? Though, oh, he? he's biding his time. I, yeah. I think he's going to have next year off and then go to the expansion club, probably. Well, this is the communist in me coming out, but why doesn't Wayne step aside and let someone else have a go? Like, he's made his millions, he's bloody done everything in the game. Why doesn't he just step aside? He's bloody 70-something years old. Just step aside, Wayne. Go and enjoy your new missus and bloody... Well, he has to a certain extent. He's letting Demetrio go to to take over South next... Now, yeah, but I know what you mean, like, taking over the Queensland. But it might not be. It might not be uh, um, lay down misere, as they say about the new expansion club, because Paul Green sniffing around wants a, mm. wants a job. Um, yeah. Trent Robin, oh God, yeah. Anthony Griffin. Now here's oh, a bloke that I think one. is in big trouble. This is the one. What's I... he got? There's got to be some kind of connection on the. Well, obviously, St. George and Illawarra are still split, as far as I can tell, from the Illawarra side and the St. George side. Yes. Um, and there's some kind of, I don't know which side have have Hook's got the support of. Oh, but right, yeah. It's very strong, whichever side it is. And mm. I don't think that Hook's in any danger whatsoever, but he, I think from the point of view, if I was a Dragons fan, I would be calling for, I'd be singing it from the mountaintops that I want Hook out of there. Well, I watched them again on the weekend, as I do, watching football, and they were just errors. Error after error after error. And they, and, and they almost came back. Like, they... And, and it's just attitude, you know. It's just attitude from that team. And bloody once they move Corey Norman on, who's hopeless. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Is he? They've got a real good kid. I think his name's Sullivan. Yeah, at halfback. That they've they've been bringing through, and I think he's had a couple of games. But Hook has been adamant that Corey Norman, even though he's out the door, and then there's no, you know, he's not going to be there next year, and that's one hundred percent confirmed. Hook's been adamant that. Corey is the halfback or the 5'8". And we saw how he played on the weekend and it was pretty fitting that his last touch in a Saints jersey was a drop. A drop ball. Um, right on when they actually had a chance to kind of almost win it. But there's that kind of thing. There's there's the the story earlier in the year that he, that Hook wanted to sign Israel Folau. Yeah. There's Tarek Sims is apparently on the outer. They're one, oh, one of their very few origin players and, you know, apparently a, a really good clubman. There's uh, the whole who's the hooker that that is going to the sharks, oh, kid yeah, with man. the bad teeth. Yeah. Um. There's all kinds of weird stuff where you th- you know if you were uh, on the board at the at the dragons you'd be thinking this bloke's nuts and everybody knows he's nuts. Anyone well, he who is. ever followed his Twitter feed knows he's nuts. Yeah, well, he'd be into the bloody QAnon and all that sort of stuff as well, isn't he? He probably doesn't want the jab and ah oh, God. But what do you think about these? These coaches—is it something to do with their upbringing, where they want to get value? So, you, so what I mean is, you're paying Corey Norman seven hundred grand a year or whatever, where they there's something in the back of their mind that's saying, "Look, I really need to get some value out of this kid." So that's why I'm not dropping oh, him. Oh no, you know I what I mean? Like no, maybe they—it's stubbornness. You, you know when your parents grew up in the depression or something and they make you eat everything off your plate because when they were kids they didn't have a pot to piss in is it is it like that it's like i got to get some money i got to do the right thing by the club and get some value out of this kid no i i think what's happened is he got overruled about 
Corey Norman, the board or whoever, somebody above him said, we don't want Corey anymore, he's bad for the team. They got rid of him and Hook loves him and wanted to keep him and said, right, oh, well, if you're going to get rid of bloody Corey, then I'll show you blokes and I'll just keep playing him uh, even though he's hopeless. And has he got a duty of care? Is he like one of these blokes that brings home lost dogs and stuff because Corey's got drug <sighs> problems and stuff and he I wants to fix it? I don't think he's that guy at I all. I think he's most likely, apart from the next bloke, Anthony Griffin be the most likely to get sacked next, but uh, of mm. course, last but not least, Michael Madge, Wild Maguire. Well, there's lots of rumblings as we go to air that he's gone. Poor Madge, he doesn't deserve this. Not after that documentary. Not after all of all of the nice things he done around the club, helping bloody security guards get into lifts and and saying how nice it is that someone's got a trolley to carry the cups around on. And must make it easier. He just seems like a lovely fella. And sure, he's a bit of he's a bit of a hard ass, and um, he he can get emotional at times and scream at his players. But he gives them all nice nicknames. Well, I'm on the fence about Madge because I don't think he's got much to work with. When your star player is Luciano Lelua, you've probably got problems with your roster. I think, and and from what I can see. He was a victim of bloody all these back-ended stupid contracts and stuff like that. And bloody God knows what Luke Brooks is on. And I, I, I Madge's hands are tied. Yeah, yeah I think You can't he's tell doing... me he wants bloody Luke Brooks there. You can't tell me that if they said, hey, we got $1.5 million next year, go buy a halfback, that he wouldn't go into the market and get somebody. Well, what about if you put Madge in charge of, say, uh, let's say the Melbourne like the Storm at full strength with all of their terrific players. Do you think Madge would win a comp? Ah, well, that's a good point too because, yeah, that's where you get me thinking because I reckon uh, Madge might be better with the strugglers, you know, might be better lifting the team up rather than having inheriting a big thing as superstars. But then again, that's what we're talking about now is that he has inherited like he inherited a team on the up and up and he hasn't seemed to have up and upped them. Yeah, well, that's what I was getting at is maybe... Because he won that comp in 2014 with South, South. and they were chock full of superstars. superstars. He put a team with Greg Inglis at his hmm, Maybe he's a superstar best. coach and not a battler coach. Ah, right. That's what I'm saying. If ah. West was smart and went out and bought... <laughs> <laughs> Not that anyone wants to go there, but if Pasco had a open checkbook and could buy anyone he wants, then I'm sure Magic get well, get the most out of him. But that's I- a really good point. Do, do the players go and tour the facilities? We always hear about players touring the facilities. Do they go there and see a whole bunch of demountables and that, and they go, "Well, I don't want to come here." Do you think that's going to attract a? a uh, that we talked about last week, the uh, new centre of excellence that they got there with all the punters randomly coming on on the field saying, give us a kick and that. Do you reckon that's going to attract a certain type of player? It's very strange. I don't know. They're saying about moving the bloody, the boundaries and stuff of the junior catchment and things, all kinds of weird stuff uh. at the moment. I don't know. But West. Wests were never a glamour club. Balmain no. were never a glamour club, no. even though they would be now, because Balmain's a lot more salubrious area than it used to be. Yeah, it never used to be, though, yeah. when they were in their heyday back in the day. But, yeah, uh, so it, there's always... Like, people used to say it about Canberra, nobody wants to go to Canberra, it's too bloody cold, but they seem to have no trouble attracting a bit of talent these days. So I don't think West... I don't think it's got anything to do with the location or the facilities or anything like that i think certain clubs just get a bit of a stink about them 
And then you know what it'd be like in the NRL in in amongst all the players and that when they talk they'd all talk about where they where they'd want to go and who's made offers to them and whatever and somebody would say oh the bloody Tigers made me an offer the other day and everyone would go ooh Tigers oh, ooh, right. yeah, why would the, you want to go there yeah they're the dirty kid team <clears throat> like yeah yeah I don't know yeah so I so think, they need to shake that you think for a coach to be successful no matter who it is yeah I think so they need to get. Uh, some kind of, I don't know how you do it, you probably offer them a new Tesla or something like that, I don't know, something to get the stink off them. Yeah, well, while we're on it, didn't it give us a whole insight, and this is coaches in general, about what the coach's kind of role is, is not just to obviously run the plays and teach them how to tackle and all that sort of stuff, but didn't it give us a wonderful insight about what the coach does day to day and you know all the other outside sort of stuff that he has to answer to pasco and pasco has to answer to this billionaire up in his bloody ivory tower and giving him free swag and all that sort of shit well that's the you yeah. know if it was just up to the coach just to just to manage the boys and say right your shit go and have a rest in reggie's next week and you're playing good come here i'll give you a cuddle and all that sort of stuff but it's not that is it it's just like 24 hours of so in in a day of his work day might be 10 hours say like two hours might be dealing with the players and then eight hours of dealing with bullshit. Well, I think one thing he's got in his favour, Madge, is that Tim Sheens is coming home once he can get out of the UK where he currently is. Apparently he'll be in Australia by October, November. Mm-hmm. But Tim Sheens, to me, seems to be the sort of bloke that will go to Madge. It'll be an intermediary between Madge and Pasco and the yes. billionaire. Yes. And he'll say... He might even go up to the billionaire and say... What are you talking to me, coach, for? Fuck off. Yes. And, and the billionaire will go, well, I just want a bloody free jacket and a free jumper with me name on it. And Timmy will go, well, fuck you. And then he'll go to Pasco and go, buy this, buy that, buy this bloke. And Pasco will go, oh, look, Tim, I'm sorry, mate. We just, and Tim will go, shut your fucking mouth, yes. Pasco, and do what I say. He Tim, seems like that kind of fella. Well, I agree. And I think he's exactly what they need to just help him help him out because the poor guy just needs help to just manage the players. Just How good Sheen's he though? Oh, he's one of How the best. How good? He's one of the best coaches of all time. And you know what I love about Tim Sheen's is that he he exactly what you just said. He'd be the kind of guy that wouldn't wouldn't mind. He doesn't have rampant out of control ego that like a Hook Griffin might have, where he like has to take the reins and has to do it his way. I reckon he'd be an awesome support kind of. Network well, you know who's wire. behind behind the whole Sheensy thing? Benny Elias. Benny Benny is right. currently in an absolute tiz about the Tigers and is pulling strings left, right and centre behind the scenes to get the club back on track. Well, he even he, tried to buy the league's club. Well, I was going to say, that's, <laughs> it seems like that's what he needs to do. Get it away from this stupid old bastard sitting up in his bloody office getting free shit. Like, yeah, get what it does away he care from, about the Tigers? Exactly. Benny Elias cares for the Tigers. Bloody, they got bloody Robbie Farrow there running water for him. Like, they're doing some of the right things. Yeah. Like, that, that's the right way to go. Not this bloody... And... and <clears throat> The thing about Merit, <laughs> right, I just said I had a little frog in my throat, <laughs> but they're not even their major spot like Meriton. It's not on the front of their jersey or anything like that. So get get away from all this bullshit. Let someone else handle it. And that's what it seems like bloody Pasco should be doing. But I bet you Pasco comes into bloody Madge's office every two seconds. Oh, hey Madge, you reckon um you got some stuff lying around I can give to bloody. Blocker because he was just on the phone a minute ago wanting a new jersey. Like I reckon Pasco's the kind of guy that does that. That you know, he's not strong enough. 
Well, so I they think- just need some strength there. They need Benny Elias. They need Tim Sheens. They need some of this strength. Well, back on topic, I don't think Madge is going anywhere because I think he's got the support of blokes like Benny, and they're gonna they're gonna give him a year with Tim Sheens, good, and see how he goes. And I can, I, I'm well, it'll be a topic for next year, obviously, for our first show season twenty twenty two. But I, I think Tigers are on the up. Well, it had to happen sooner or later. The season twenty twenty one has come to an official close vis a vis season proper. Rounds one one to twenty five, and and kind of makes you sad. But like we said before, it's the start of a new comp, isn't it? But just some people don't get to watch their stupid team because uh, they got rubbed out with everything to play for. I'm talking, of course, about the Raiders. <sighs> Thursday night got dusted, blasted in the ass by the Roosters. Under strength, of course, as we've been hearing all bloody year. Mm. Injury r- r- riddled. Ra- I don't know, whatever they are these days. But the Raiders, come on, they had everything to play for. A top eight spot. They knew the Sharks were going to lose the next, the night after. All they had to do was beat the stupid Roosters and they couldn't. They were just legless. Well, did you watch it or did, were you too disgusted? I went to Ikea. As oh. I said, I was in Ikea eating meatballs and I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll media blackout myself and I'll just luxuriate in the wind when I get home. <laughs> And then I think I must have opened Facebook or something and seen the score and I thought, you know what, I'm not even going to watch it. And I didn't. Well, they were shit. Oh, that's... I got a message from a mate of mine who's a massive Panthers fan and he said, is Joe Tarpany the only bloke that realises they got something to play for? He was disgusted. He was huge, Tarpany. He had a great game. A couple others, I suppose, but... Oh, poor old Sammy Valamay just had an absolute oh, mare. Yeah, but what was Rick, why was Ricky bringing him in? With he hasn't played for about six weeks, and Sebastian Chris gets left on the sideline. Well, he He's in, been he serviceable. Was in, he was injured, wasn't he? Chris? Was he? I think. Oh, okay. I think that was the problem. Is he was brought in for that? But then, fair um, enough. But yeah, he just seemed to make a few positional changes and everything. Ricky before the game, I, I should have known it wasn't going to go any good, but. Anyway, that's Disgu- them. Disgusting. Uh, yeah, they, they, disgusting way to end the season with everything to play for, like you said. And we got poor old bloody Craig and Goolagong, and I I went back through his Facebook and he was doing it tough. And well, I should mention... He couldn't even Craig, come yeah, on the show this week. He's not on the show. He's been rubbed out by the NRL for online uh, online expletives, apparently. <laughs> poor Craig. Poor, he'll, poor. he'll be back next week, hopefully. Anyway, anyway. Sharks uh, went down, as I just said. Everyone knew they were going to get done. The Storm could have trotted out any old team. They, they were resting a few superstars, but the Sharks just couldn't get it done. Another team with everything to play for. Well, they, they were even better off because they knew the Raiders had lost, so all they had to do was win by a little bit or... Um, because or we'll get to it in a minute, but they, all they had to do was win by a point. And they were in, yeah. regardless, but they couldn't But they're just it, not a good team, though. Sharks, they're not very good at all. Well, neither are the Raiders, neither are the Knights, neither are the Titans, neither is anybody, really. Oh, well, that's it. I know. Well, we'll get to that in the next segment when we preview the first round of Yeah, but the Storm did finals. that. I did watch that game and Storm did it easy. Yeah. They're just in a canter. Uh, Eels got flogged by the Panthers. The Eels rested a heap of players, as we said last week, for some weird reason. So they're going into the finals with the stink of a 34-point thrashing hanging over their head. Mm. This one wasn't very remarkable for anything other than the fact that the Panthers just showed that they're a step step beyond 
That's it. They're a much better side than the Parramatta Eels. Much uh, better. To get into the juicier games, yeah. a couple that I enjoyed watching, oh, the Broncos. This is a beauty. Yeah. What a good game. And this, if this doesn't tell you that the Knights don't deserve to be in the finals and nothing will. Yeah, but exactly. That's I was sitting there the whole time going, the, these Knights are not a good football side at all. But the Broncos, geez, didn't they show some pluck and some vim and oh, some vigour. bloody good players. All geez, too late, and, though. Yeah, and bloody Milford again having a day out. Ah, Do you reckon Jesus that was an exit? Was that was that an up yours to the Brisbane public? Like, look what I can do. <laughs> look what I haven't been doing for five That'd years. That'd be exactly the style of the bloke, wouldn't it? It's yeah. like, oh yeah, here's what I can show you, and I haven't been showing you at all. Like, and that's the thing, everyone would love. I remember when Milford bloody left the well, well when he played that under twenties game, and I oh, I said it. I said this is the next Thurston. Everyone wanted you to do well, Anthony, except for you. Hmm. Bloody uh, hell, what a waste. You could show, you've shown us the last few weeks how good you can be. Poor old Broncos, they're bloody battlers they are. They've had to put up with him and now he's come into form and he's off to South. But yeah, Newcastle are going to go out straight away in the finals, you have to think. Jesus Christ, that oh, bad. We'll get to that next. Yep. The, the cow, Cowboys got... Well, they were, they were very competitive they in this game. This. They were in it up to their ear balls. And then and they then, just lost... Well, no, they didn't lose anything. What happened was Tommy Turbo <laughs> flicked the switch. Holy shit. <laughs> that try that he scored himself. Can you believe the, the stuff that he... I Yeah, I can't believe how good he... How strong he is. And This wasn't any fault of the Cowboys. For once in once for the whole year, I'm going to defend the Cowboys and say there was nothing oh, they could was, do about I this. I thought they lost a bit of interest, but maybe that was after Turbo put a couple on them. But, um, but they, they had all the interest in the world. They wanted to go out on a high. They were playing really well. They were competitive. And then something in Manly... Well, obviously, we know what it was, but, but yeah, not but just him, but he lifts the whole team Exactly. When you got bloody Jake scoring two tries as well, like... I thought, because I watched the Channel 9 one, Ugh. I thought, I thought, uh, no, sorry, no, I didn't, because Vossi, Vossi comment, I thought Vossi was going to die. <laughs> sorry, it was Vossi. I thought Vossi honestly was going to die when Turbo scored that try and he beat about seven players. Like It, it sounded like Vossi was in trouble. I've never heard anything like it from a commentator. He absolutely lost his mind. But he lives and breathes rugby league, <laughs> and for him to to to, uh, you can you can hear sometimes in his voice. He, he you can tell that he feels fortunate to be yeah. the guy that because that, that all of the commentary in because this is a Saturday game, right? Yeah, so Saturday. it's all Fox, so it yeah, Fox, no nine. Yeah. So you yeah. know that the historical record of that game is going to have his voice on it, and I think sometimes you can tell that. <laughs> He knows he's going to go down in history because they'll play that. They'll play that try till the end of the world because it was breathtaking. Uh, oh. And and you know, yeah, well, Vossi, someone who probably goes home and reads old copies of Rugby League Week to rock himself to sleep, he would have just been in <laughs> heaven. I, I I thought he's in trouble here because <laughs> it sounded it sounded like he. Something in his brain popped or something. Like, he just lost it. And I thought, that's oh, I love hearing that. It's pretty extraordinary stuff. But, yeah, they're, they're going into the finals on and They're going to be really confident that they can beat anybody. Oh, but uh, there's a very, be? very funny article that we'll read. I'll, I'll read out in the next segment. Right. Uh, um, 20 got over the Dragons 16 in a pretty uh, hard-fought game. The Rabbitohs, uh, do they rest in some... 
I think they're resting a few, but yeah, the Dragons right in this. And haven't they got some good young talent? That uh, Sloan at the back. Yeah. They've got some really good players just getting bloody let down by idiots like bloody Norman and bloody some of those other bloody idiots. Well, it that meant nothing, of course. The Rabbitohs couldn't get any better or worse. So they kind of just, I think they it was a bit of a training run from them, a bit of an opposed Well, session. see, this, this doesn't this get into the mindset of some of these teams. You know, Manly wanted to come out and actually absolutely put a stamp on where they're at, whereas the Rabbitohs just seem to be happy coasting. And well, they've done it the last couple of weeks, really, haven't Bennett's they? a master, apparently, of, of timing the runs and all that sort of stuff, so I suppose he knows what he's doing. But mm. but they haven't made a grand final for a while, so... Well, they, they've lost the last three pre- preliminaries, yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, would you rather be coming in with a big head full of steam or would you rather be coasting? I don't know. I, I'd rather the head full of steam. I look <laughs> at Manly, I think, shit, they're going to beat anyone. Titans 44 beat the Warriors 0 with, with everything to play for. They had yeah. to win by 11 or more. And didn't they? What? Oh, man, the Titans. Oh, well, there you go. They just showed us what they can do. Bloody hell. But, yeah, oh, well, we wouldn't talk about it, obviously, but I don't think they're going to be any chance in the finals, but they, they sure showed what they could well, do. Oh, admittedly, well, against go. the we, hopeless we, Warriors. Team. Then you're talking about heads full of steam. Do you reckon they can beat the Roosters? Well, there you go. We'll talk about it in the next segment. But I was thinking the whole time, if I'm a Roosters fan, I'm a bit worried about this. Uh, what do you think they've, uh, they've played there? penultimate game there but uh, anyway they were good they were really good but then the game of the round oh. Bulldogs 38 <laughs> West Tigers well, 0 did you know there was a punter that put $1 on to get uh, and the scoreline was West Tigers to nil and Warriors to nil and he won something like 13 grand or something from it did That's he? what. yeah good on him and see oh, they're the kind of punts that I like because he didn't go and put 5 grand on it or anything but yeah um, but who would have thought? Oh, I never would have picked this. And you said it last week. I've got to give you this. I did. Because you said that the Bulldogs had come out and just run roughshod, and they bloody did. Well, let's address that for a minute. I got six, you got five. Mm. You tipped the Tigers. I, I tipped the, the Warriors thinking that oh, I was very disappointed with them. Otherwise, I would have got seven. But you got the Titans. Well, there you go. You picked St. George. And, that was oh, dumb. Really? Yeah. Well, geez, they were close. So it's 108 to 100. You've got... What four games left to yeah, to catch it up? I can catch up, yeah. I, think I can I do it. Uh, yeah, so the Bulldogs go into the off season with a with a with a song in their hearts, <laughs> and the Tigers <laughs> are left to to. I think they've already started the in house review. Well, they've let go of a few players, haven't they? Um, but that's embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. thirty-eight nil to the Wooden Spooners. Anyway, good luck to you, Maggie. Yeah, bloody. But then again. There you go. The Bulldogs came out, and I was flicking between this and the rugby. And, uh, well, the rugby wasn't anything to write home about either. But uh, if you're a Bulldogs fan, you just lament the season that was, wasn't it, don't you? Because you can see what they can do once they have a go. When you're playing the Tigers, who are, who are <laughs> playing for nothing, yeah, and have turned their toes up, sure, they can do anything they want. Mm. A couple of sin bins in this game too, yeah, which right would the end. rather unsavoury. But anyway. Yeah, good on you, doggies. Good on you. They're bloody going into 2022 with the right mindset, aren't they? The magpies are singing in the trees. 
No, that's not how they go. That's your doves, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they're my doves. They're singing in the trees too. They're out the front waiting for the olive harvest. How do the magpies go? Oh, I don't know. They've got a wonderful song. I walked out in the casino car park about 11 o'clock the other night and there was one sitting on a pole, like a light pole, doing his warble. Yeah. And I thought, are you going to go, me mate? But he didn't. He was just having a sing at 11 o'clock at night. It's very strange. Did you have a pocket full of seed? (laughs) He might have been one of those ones that collects money, waiting for all the punters to come out with (laughs) pockets full of cash. (laughs) Have you seen that? There's a bird in New York City, that, or or maybe it's another city. I can't remember. Anyway, some weird uh, Indian minor bird or something like that. I was going to say, it'd have to be a minor bird if you're talking about collecting weird stuff. Yeah, and well, the owners trained him to... to, uh, identify cash you know like bank notes oh. and this bird goes out every morning finds dropped notes and comes home <laughs> drops it in a drawer and the kid's got a big drawer full of cash i'm gonna get one of those that's a good bird anyway the, the magpies are singing we all know what that means it's finals time doesn't it mm, well, spring was, means finals well it was very spring-like conditions over here apart from today and i was looking forward to uh finals football because i knew because it was warming up and the magpies were warbling. Yeah, yeah, I love magpies. Say what you will about them swooping. Yeah, my little fella got swooped when he was riding his bike. Well, it was his fault. It wasn't the he, Maggie's well, exactly. fault. And he was learning to ride. And to his credit, he's learning to ride without training wheels. And to his credit, he just brushed it off. I thought, shit, this is going to change this kid for his life. But uh, he brushed it off. So he's a friend of the magpies as well. He knows. He knows. Tomorrow night, the Storm take on the Sea Eagles Ooh, at Sunshine beauty. Coast Stadium. This is always a good game, and isn't it? And this is uh, for the week off. So first plays fourth, right? That's so, correct. Uh, first is Storm, fourth is Sea Eagles. For so the Storm... Is this where tactics come in? Well, come I want to read you Yeah, I want to we'll read, read you this. the uh, thing. Uh, Desi... <laughs> Oh God, I love this yeah, bloke. Well, I've got to say, any sentence that starts with Desi, you know, you strap yourself in. The headline is, Storm may be unbeatable. Hasler's mind games don't impress Bellamy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Des, <laughs> Des said yesterday, I think, maybe Melbourne are impossible to beat. Desi said that? Yeah. he loves. Well, he loves, he's, he loves his teams flying under the radar. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so he says, coming into this format now, the stakes are high and Melbourne are a side that will make you grind a bit for that, that's for sure. Uh, I think the one accolade that any club side can make about Melbourne is you just have to play well to beat them, says Des. <laughs> <laughs> they make you play well. Thanks, Des. But then he goes on to say that he thinks Melbourne are unbeatable and, and Craig Bellamy took umbrage. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. He's already gotten under Craig's skin. That's he has. Uh, Des said, maybe Melbourne are impossible to beat, so we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> They're a good side, a very good side. <laughs> Bellamy retorted by saying Hasler was trying to get our boys a little bit overconfident, which they won't be, I can promise you that. But there was apparently a stormy look on Craig's face when he said it. And uh, he's not very happy with Des. They're chalk well, and cheese, aren't they? Des is, one, Des is one already, you hasn't think, he? Do you think uh, Craig's turning up to training with an acoustic guitar and singing Eagles songs? Of course or not. Maybe a bit of Jim Croce, something like that? No, no. he'd come with reruns of a country practice, I reckon. I, I, I'm going to go on record and say that Craig Bellamy's never listened to a song in his life. No, exactly, because he doesn't really have a song in his heart, He does doesn't. He? 
He'd be the kind of bloke that'd play your real unfunny YouTube clips and elbow you in the ribs. Hey, hey, did you see that? Did you see that? Oh, you, did you see that? that? I don't even reckon he'd do that. Uh, I reckon you know. he'd just go home and sit on sit on a chair and stare at the wall or something <laughs> like that. Do you reckon he has like, oh, I reckon I know what he has for dinner. He has like chops, <laughs> um, real gross looking peas. You know, oh, that kind like of bloke. powdered mashed potato. Yeah, 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 that kind of bloke and like honey carrots. My friend at work was saying you can get frozen mashed potatoes. Did yeah, you know that? Someone else said something. There was someone else talking about that the other day. Apparently, it's pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't mind trying that because God knows everybody hates making it. Well, I don't mind making mashed potato. Oh, I'm it's laborious. Right at, I'm all right at it, but I probably use too much butter, obviously. But <laughs> Cameron pa- Munster will get the final say on whether he takes the paddock after his recovery from a knee cut. Oh, yeah. They said they had to clean it out. Mm. Ugh. George Jennings set to return, uh, and Remus Smith will be on the right edge as well, because um, Jennings was all but cleared again mm. to return against Cronulla, but didn't. For the Sea Eagles, there's no injury concerns. No, for they're full, full complement, full bottle, as they say over here in Perth. Is that is that um, uh, applicable to this situation? Is that what full bottle means? I've never been able to get my head around it. Well, I always thought if you were very knowledgeable about something, you are full bottle. So I'm full bottle on 90s R&B bangers. I thought that's what it was. And I would say this is full compliment. Ah, there you go. Full compliment. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Josh Alloway, Alloway, Alloway returns at prop and Sipley goes off to the reserves. And I think Sean Kepi is held on to his position as well. Kipper's mm. Kepi. And see, they're leaving out a bloke like Moses Suley and Siren and like blokes that have been playing really good. So well, Suley's off to the Dragons. Yeah, he signed know, a monster a deal. Huge, he's such a he's a good player, I reckon. Well, he Sully. is when he plays the Raiders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, now here's the interesting stat for this game. This will blow your mind. Right. Des Hasler is the only current coach with a winning record against Craig Bellamy, seventeen oh. to fifteen. Yeah. So he's. He's already started. He's already won. He's I already reckon. in Craig's head. Well, he is because he's he's got Craig to react. Craig shouldn't have reacted. He should have just gone, ah, Desi. Ah, bloody Desi. But because he doesn't have a song in his heart, <laughs> he doesn't know how to react to mind games. He just goes home and gets the shits and kicks the dog and eats his chops and bloody goes and yells at everybody the next day. And so for that, Manly are going to win. Manly are going to have the week off. I've there never, you go. I've never eaten a chop. Yes, you have. Never. Yes, you have. I haven't, ever. You used to complain about it, but you did. No, seriously, I've never eaten a chop. Well, there you go. I'm going to get Lynn petted on the phone and ask her. Because <laughs> she'll tell me. She'll say, of course he ate chops. <laughs> how would of she, course he ate chops. How would she remember? Of course he ate chops. I've never that's eaten a chop. That's all you kids ever had. I've, I've, I've smelt chops, and that's what made me didn't want to eat the bastard things. Just Gross. Rend- How could you ever eat well, a chop? Well, you've got to render the fat. <laughs> <laughs> any, any food that needs to be rendered to make, to make uh, Yours, edible? That's, that's the thing, and that's how Craig Bellamy has them. Like, does he render it, or does well, it all rubbery? To, no, yeah, exactly, all rubbery and that. You've got to render them off. You've got to crisp them up. Come on now. Everyone oh, it's making that. me want to spew thinking about yeah, it. Who'd you say, Manly? Manly, yeah, Manly will win this. Jesus, I'm you half watch. tempted, you know. You watch. You'll be watching. Oh, God, I don't know what to do now. I, I want to go against you, but I also think Manly might win. Well, we'll both be wrong. Can they win, though? Of course they can. Des has Des <laughs> got that far underneath Craig's stormy eyes. 
Yeah, all right. I'm going with you, Manly. Ooh. Roosters Titans is the game on Saturday at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. That's the one eight hundred smiles. Jared Warrior Hargreaves is expected to play. James Tedesco said on Monday that Warrior Hargreaves was given an extra week off to be fit for the Townsville trip. Oh, so he might have had too many chops in his guts and he couldn't run. I think he's just a huge dickhead and nobody likes him, but that seems to have... Robbo likes him, I don't know. Victor Radley returns... We haven't bashed the Roosters at all this week, so no, we might as well I get know. it in here. Victor Radley returns after being suspended... Uh, Isaac Liu and Egan Butcher go to the bench. Oh, how timely. How timely that Trent's got some troops coming back after he couldn't even name a side the other day. Jesus Christ, how timely. Kevin Proctor for the Titans <laughs> returns to the second row and said that he was hopeful of overcoming an AC joint injury. Ooh, Titans good. coach Justin Holbrooks has Holbrook said he's got Sam McIntyre in the reserves in case... Kevin can't overcome that injury. David Fafita is likely to remain on the bench. Very bloody Well, they used him. Oh, they bloody used him perfectly. They finally got it right. They, they did, brought actually. him on at the exact right time, and he came on and absolutely dominated. He does have sore ribs, David. Yeah, he did cop. He cop one late. He was in a tackle, and someone came flying in and drove him, and I thought it was illegal, but I don't think they saw anything wrong with well, it's it. It's a bit of a historical injury, I think. I think he did it a, a month or so ago, but he's going to need a knee. Oh, he looks like he's running around with a big pillow down his shirt. But uh... Over half of the Titans will be lining up for their first ever NRL's final oh, NRL finals match. Good on him. Well, Jaden Campbell, that was the first game he's ever won the other day. Did you know that? So, good on him. Good on these young fellas. My second favourites apart from How about Jaden? We didn't mention him. Jeez, he tore it up, didn't he, in that game? Really just, poured it on. <laughs> just willing, bloody backing up, enthusiastic. You know, just everything you want from your young fellas. Josh Morris, or whichever Morris kid is left in the Roosters team, made his debut against Preston Campbell. Yeah. And now he's say. playing against his son. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Well, there's a couple of old... Oh, Anthony Don's got a recall, but he's in the reserves. I'm pretty sure he's about 38 years old, so he probably could be Jaden's father. Might be. Who are you tipping? Um, You know what? I'm going the Titans here. I thought you would. They're your second faves. Well. I'm going with my head. They're not going to win, but I'm going to tip them in case they do. I'd love, wouldn't you love to see it? I'll be cheering a bit. I don't, I don't think that. Well, you, you know, the only thing that worries me is Kevin Proctor. That's the only chink I can see in their armour. After oh, the, getting the job done, and they, they look keen. They look willing, and bloody Jamal Fogarty's going to come out and bloody show this Lachlan Lamb and bloody Hutchinson what it's, what it's about. I think he's going to put on a show. And Why can't teams get to. Stupid Drew Hutchison. He's the slowest, oh, he's slowest big fat lump of a thing in the whole NRL, and he seems to have all the time in the world, and I oh, can't figure no, it out. Oh, no, that's what I mean. Get on him, Jamal, and drill <laughs> him, and bloody show him who's boss. You too, Peach. You're big enough to go and drive him. Get into him. I'll tip the roosters just to go against you in that one. Go, Titans. Go, you Titans. Panthers-Rabbitohs is the second game on Saturday, also at 1-800-SMILES. Doubleheader, doubleheader finals. Wouldn't you be loving living in Townsville now and going out and get some burly on you, you blokes up there? Get up there. Get into it. No late changes expected for Ivan's side after Tyrone May and Scott Sorensen picked up injuries last week. Viliami Kikau, who, who's been shopped around for $900,000 apparently, which to me seems ludicrous, ludicrous, is named to start, but may well go to the bench on game day with Liam Martin in the run on site. 
Matt Eisenhuth is among the reserves, and Nathan Cleary scored 56 points in his past four games against the Rabbitohs. Jeez. Uh, for the Rabbitohs, skipper Adam Reynolds said on Monday he's in no doubt after being given the week off with the knee problem. Blake Taff keeps the number one jersey, filling in for uh, our friend Luttrell. Of course, Alex Johnson, Dane Gagai, Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Burgess Arrow and Murray are rested and ready to go, says Wayne. Buddy, ready to go, these boys. Johnson and Cody Walker, possible fullback fullback candidates. If Bennett opts to make a late change, who do you think? Now, this one, of course, is second v third, right? So, winner gets the week off. Yeah, so I don't know about this because Adam Reynolds might bloody come out and put on a show, him and Walker. Might show these young bloods what it's all about. Who's uh, the most experienced? Are they more experienced, you think, than the Panthers? The Panthers, are, uh, are they battle-hardened after last year's? Well, th- see, I don't think they are because I reckon, bloke, well, Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker have been around far longer than these other two idiots. Mm. You know what? I'm going the Rabbitohs. Yeah, I thought you might. I'm going to go Panthers. Uh, good, good. Uh, and then the last game on Sunday. The lowest game I've ever seen in a <coughs> final series. Jesus Christ, what a couple of bludges. But I'll be watching. Eels, <laughs> Eels Knights at Brown Park. <laughs> Rockhampton. Look Pink. at all the ins for Parramatta yeah. after they rested all their stars. Um, Brad Arthur isn't usually one to tinker, it says here. But oh. Ryan Madison's in the reserve. Good chance he'll be late inclusion. Regan Campbell-Gillard has to get through... Uh, the training week after he got an injury, and Clint Gutherson's good to go. Oregon Kafusi needs to pass concussion, and Joey Lusick is out with a calf strain. How good was Ray Stone last week for Ooh, in, in a beaten oh, team? Oh, yeah, I love he Ray was terrific. Stone. He's got a, we've said it before, he's got a terrific footballer's name. Like, Jesus Christ. He can hit like a truck. Yes. Whack goes Ray. Well, I read something about... Oh, sorry, no, it wasn't Jaden Braley. It was his brother, Blake Braley, because, you know, I read up on the stats every week. And um, sorry, it wasn't Jaden. It was Blake Braley who's got the worst defensive record in the comp. Has he? Yes, him. And guess who else? Um, more. Guess who else misses more tackles than anybody? Nakora from the Sharks. No, Toby Rudolph. Really? From the Sharks. There you go. Well, there you go. Terrible defenders, but uh, Jaden actually was in the top uh, tacklers, so he's a very good defender, young Jaden Braley. Good on him. David uh, Clemmer will require, will require a pain-killing needle. Mm-hmm. And who oh, else? And, uh, Saifidi is firming for a return. Daniel, that is. Oh, okay. And Suaso Sue will be monitored. He's got a hamstring injury, so they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're a little bit uh, busted up the Knights, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Parramatta. Yeah, here. I can't see any other result in this um, one. Yeah, Jake Clifford. Is Ponga in? He's in. Yeah, he's in. Um, he's their only hope. Their only hope. He is, isn't he? Uh, no, Parramatta for me, Parramatta. Well, there you go. Four games, four results. Now, what happens if the... Uh, let's go through, shall we? So, Storm Seagulls, whoever wins gets the week off. Mm-hmm. The loser of that game plays... The winner of... Eels Knights? I think so. Yep. So let's just say that anyway. And whoever loses out of Eels Knights is out. And then the next one, Parramatta, uh, sorry, Penrith versus uh, whoever they were, Rabbitohs. Was it? Yeah, Rabbitohs. So whoever wins out of that plays 
uh, gets the week off and whoever loses plays the Roosters or the Titans. Yeah, so there is a scenario here. If one of the favourites gets beaten on the weekend, I think there's a scenario where the Rabbitohs and the Roosters won't meet up again. And that's what everybody wants to see is another... Traditional rivals. Yeah, another... Because they hate each other, don't they? They do. Good. Everyone hates the Roosters and most people hate the Rabbitohs. So how how are you going to pick a bloody least worse there? Well, they can't meet up next week. Good. Good for the fans. They can meet in a preliminary. Ah. So, yeah, and Souths will go out there, so... South, it'll be South Roosters in the preliminary to get into the grand final, and the and South have lost the last three over the last three years. Yeah, so whoever, ooh, what a battle! Wouldn't you want to? Yeah, well, this is, ooh, excuse me, is this where tactics come in? Where you're like, I want to play Rabbitohs in the preliminaries because they always lose. <laughs> is Desi that shrewd? I don't know. Of course he is. Oh, I thought Bellamy was going to tank last week so that he wouldn't have to play the Sea Eagles. Let, oh, let Panthers get right. the minor premiership, but he didn't. He's just ruthless. He ruthless. just well, yeah. they back themselves, don't they? Good on them. All that chop fat's gone to his, <laughs> gone to his brain. Good on them. Anyway, anyway I'm enjoy. Looking I'm looking forward to it, even though half the teams I hate. But Jesus Christ, what kind of world are we living in where you're rooting for the bloody Sea Eagles? Jesus Christ, our uncle Philip, he loves them. Bloody hell, let's do it for Philip. <laughs> oh God. Christ almighty, I hope the Titans and the Sea Eagles grand final. There you go. Thanks for tuning in again to League Indeed. We've had a wonderful day, uh, morning, in the Fatback Studios. Yeah, we Discussing all, a- all manner of things, haven't we? We've had a variety show today. Well, maybe we should do that in next year. Maybe get, get some, um, you know, some different segments in like bring a musical guest in to play the piano over there maybe a honky-tonk ballad or something like that like hey hey it's saturday time yeah yeah except without the rampant racism yeah but you couldn't have obviously jugglers or no anything like that or you could could we could commentate on it because that's something i want to get into is commentating and let's this is what i thought before going to air well let's do that for the finals let's commentate a final i want to do that but i don't know how to do it well that's the thing is i don't know how to do it a because you can't take bloody matt thompson or bloody dan janango goodbye every two (laughs) seconds while we're trying to uh, commentate over it and so that's actually what i was thinking it's about time that bloody ko gave you the option to listen to it without commentary because I'm 100% sure Foxtel used to do it. They a few did. Years you used ago. to be able to press the red button. Exactly. You, yeah, you can so get the crowd noise in the if, ref. If that happens, let's start up a petition to say bring it back, the feature, and then you can get your two favourite podcasters to actually commentate a game. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Jeez, mm. we'd be good at it. <laughs> We would. I'm you know, just waiting for rabbits to bloody leave. He's one of these Wayne Bennett types. Won't leave and give some of these bloody young bloods a go. Sometimes when I'm at home, uh, when nobody else is home, I'll put the. F- <laughs> I'll just have a little practice and see if I can keep up with the play and call it. <laughs> I'm hoping. Oh no doubt, it's a tough game. It's a bloody hard, tough game to commentate. But Jesus, well, how are you going to know if they don't ever give you a bloody opportunity to have a go? Yeah. Anyway, you gotta have a go to get a go. Whatever it is. Thanks to all our listeners. You can subscribe or it's probably too late now. Oh, no, you can subscribe still yeah, if you want to. Yeah, for next year. 2021, if you're behind us, then, then it, yeah, it'll get to 22. It'll get to March and your phone will go, Dung, and you'll go, what's this? And, you go, and you'll see your, your phone league indeed has uploaded a new episode oh, for 2022. And then you'll... Like all your March Christmases have come at once. Yeah. So do that. Send us an email at league indeed. Well, at they have gmail. to send us an email this week because they have to rate, rate the uh, five... The 
the big five, they the big too. 90s five. So get on Facebook and do that. Enter the conversation, as they say. Find us on Twitter or Facebook at League Indeed. Come and say hello. Tell us what you want to hear next year. Tell us who you think is going to win in the finals. Tell us all your secrets. Tell us all of your dreams, dreams and hopes. hopes. <laughs> Thoughts. Your dar- and darkest thoughts. Keep <laughs> You've heard our darkest thoughts all year. And keep the song in your hearts and go, Put manly. together some furniture and bloody listen to a bit of Fallout Boy this week. Goodbye. Goodbye.